Strap one on, it's time to jam! What episode is this? Nine? Ten? I think so. I think it's nine. I want welcome to say to episode, nine. Welcome to episode nine of Good Willis Hunting, where we are rapidly running out our um, our headway is rapidly running out, where we banked a bunch of episodes and went, oh, we're good. And we're watching that window close and starting to realize, oh, no, might have to up our, ga- up our Willis game here because it's not like he's slowing down. No, God, no. We'll get to that a little bit in the news section. Uh, Not as much as last time, I don't think. And I also kind of forget some of the stuff we said in the last one. But uh, yeah, uh, episode five is about to go out. It's December 1st, Christmas month. Merry Christmas, Sam. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thanks. I think we'll probably talk before Christmas, but you know. Hey, just in case. Might as well put that out there. Yeah, so obviously, if you heard the last episode, you know that we are here to talk about Trauma Center. One of the uh, sort of more recent efforts. It's a 2019 joint directed by Matt. I'm going to get his name wrong, but Eskandari. And did we talk about how many other Willis's he's done? Uh, I don't know that we did. I don't well, remember. It's been a minute. He did Hard Kill. Oh, Jesus. Which as of this moment, is still at the bottom of our list. Uh, and he did survive the night, which we haven't gotten to yet, but seems to have set off the working relationship of Willis and Chad Michael Murray, a relationship that has gone very strong for some reason. It's truly bizarre. I still think we need some kind of roadmap of the overlap. We need to hire a graphic designer or somebody to get on that. Sorry, uh, the writer is no, I've honestly sitting here considering blowing my nose. So, you know, that's where we're all at. Uh, the writer is known for. Pointing at you to take the oh, reins. Oh, I, I didn't see the. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who's the writer? What, is, what do you think the writer of Trauma Center is known for? I feel like he's probably known for Trauma Center. He's known for Trauma Center. That's all he's written. Perfect. Starring uh, Nikki Whalen of Left Behind fame. Uh, Cage Match should be back at this. By the time this goes up, I think Cage Match will be up and running on yeah. the new site with new features. So, I mean, you can still read the old one. That one's already up. But yeah, she was on uh, Nicholas Cage's Left Behind. Seems like she's done a couple of those TV Christmas movies. And one of them, she played Poppy Benson, which is the most Christmas movie ass thing I've ever heard. In A Christmas Arrangement, Sam, guess the plot of A Christmas Arrangement. I'm guessing she moves back to her small town and does some Christmassy bullshit and then falls in love with someone who is completely not the right match for her at the outset of the story. Um, you got also, the I'm guessing she's a florist. Right. I'm guessing she's okay. a florist. Okay, yeah, I've... I've so you yeah. got a lot of it. The only thing you seem to, it, it isn't her returning to her small town. Mm. Um, it's the other trope where she is a small town struggling business. Oh, yes, of course. 
Yeah. So she enters a holiday floral show to win a cash prize to help her business. And she falls in love with her competition. Nikki Whalen and Miles Fisher are a Christmas arrangement. Probably available right now. Oh, almost certainly. So go check that out. Um, or don't, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch as part of my Christmas advent. I'm, I will bet you, you will get five minutes in and go, seen it. That's also, yeah, that's also a possibility. She was also in a movie called Insta Psycho. Oh, she's got go. a nice range an unhinged social media super fan frames her best friend for murder insta psycho <laughs> oh did it have any other names did they workshop any other names insta fame nah that's not as good no insta psycho is way better yeah, they were right to call it insta psycho uh so yeah trauma center sam set us up what's trauma center all about because i'm gonna mute and blow my nose full disclosure (laughs) so trauma center uh starts off with you know a murder as do so many of these movies it seems um and then from there we kind of just get this setup of nikki whalen who uh is a waitress being shot by the people who did the murder in and she's got a bullet in her leg that they want back so that they can, um, I guess, hide the evidence. So they essentially stage a hostage sort of situation in a hospital trying to kind of get at her leg bullet. It's not really a hostage well, not, situation. Yeah, no. I guess like, not that's hostage. what we predicted. That's um, what we predicted it would be, but they are, you know. Holding weird her. lockdown. They hold they hold her sister hostage near the end, but that's oh, yeah. just to get what they want from Nikki Whalen. I honestly want, forget why her sister's there. Asthma attack? Yeah, she has an asthma attack because she's too stupid to bring her asthma pump to school. Because at yeah. sixteen, she's still letting herself being bullied into not bringing medical devices to school. Which is fucking in twenty nineteen. I can't accept that people are being no. bullied. Like, ah, you need a you need help breathing from medicine. It's like at sixteen. Yeah. Like, like really but that seems to be the situation so she ends up in the hospital and yeah nikki whalen she has a character name it barely matters i only remember bruce willis's character name because he has a moment where so bruce willis finally playing a cop yes i think this is our first uh instance of cop proper cop willis which is now going to be the name of my pseudonym when i write poetry proper cop willis <laughs> He is the one investigating, you know, what went wrong because not only is Nikki Whalen shot, but Willis's partner has been shot and killed. So he gets involved. And I know his name is Steve because after he and Nikki Whalen talk, he, she's like, hey, you know, officer or whatever. And he's like, let me tell you something. I want you to call me Steve. <laughs> Which maybe it's not his name. And maybe it's just him saying like, you know what? Call me Steve. Isn't your name Phil? Yeah, yeah I know. But I want you to call me Steve. It's a thing. Code word. So, yeah. Um, I think we refer to it as adult home alone, which yeah, in many situations it is. Hospital home alone. It's one of those hospitals where nobody seems to work or be there or like it's just she's on this completely deserted floor. They explain it a little bit and that she's like she's been isolated because she's a witness to a you know, this thing. Yeah, I think she's on, they're in Puerto Rico. So I think they set it up as being like after like a natural disaster or something, a hurricane, 
they no longer have like an infectious disease program. So this floor is shut down. So they just stick her on a deserted floor with one cop guarding her. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Who is very easily dispatched because of course. And then it becomes like, Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, I guess the, the big kind of early on twist is that the murderers are also cops. Yeah. Which is, you know, why it's such a big deal that they get the bullet back because this idiot used his service gun. Yeah, that's that's the whole plot is <laughs> basically <laughs> the bullet in her leg belongs to a police weapon. So when they get that bullet out, they're going to do ballistics or whatever and realize a cop did this and they're dirty cops. They I forget what they were doing. They shot it. They shot like the snitch at the beginning. And then they shoot her i don't remember why i honestly don't they shoot her because she's with the partner like she just happens to be there yeah they i think she came out with like a bag of garbage because she's a waitress and she like saw the cop that was shot and i guess they were still there so like well shit i guess we should shoot her too but why did they shoot the cop again i don't remember yeah i'm sure there was Um, a reason i'm pulling up the plot synopsis for this movie i mean the fact that we already can't remember um nope not really (laughs) just i think i think he must have been was he not following like uh, a trail and then they realized like bruce willis realized that it was a setup the trail that he was following and i think he gets shot by them yes you're right it was a setup because he's starting to figure out that something is wrong and there was that amazing bit of what I assume is ADR because Bruce Willis's mouth doesn't move and it doesn't sound like Bruce Willis when he says, get out of there. It's a setup. Yes, yeah, it's it really like a weird. very different person. Um, yeah. So Willis is the cop who is over not overseeing her, but like, you know, making sure she's protected and looking out for her. And he, he's the good cop who wants to catch all the corrupt cops. Uh, we were pretty excited when he first shows up. Because his first conversation is with his partner and he's very, he's very Willisy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some personality like, here. He's got some personality, very like, you know, what the fuck? Like he's cursing it up and like, like, okay. I his acting decision here, it's not that he sounds drunk, but it is. Well, that like it's bizarre, right? Because like his acting doesn't come across drunk, so it comes across more as if he's like, like mid-stroke for the entire movie. Yes, all right. Because it's not that he's not. It's not the usual issue where he's just welcome to my go-to. Welcome to Chapter House. It's all part of the job. Like he doesn't sound like his voice is putting his face to sleep, but he's. It, it, it's different i guess weird like yeah like even though they're like get out of there it's a setup like i'm not really exaggerating that's how that line is delivered it's just, maybe it's because he his character at the beginning does say like i just worked a double maybe he's just really he's tired. tired maybe, maybe he's playing the character as though he's always about to fall asleep because he's you know he just worked a double and he's still on the job. He's getting up to like 24 hours of work. So maybe, maybe he's really putting in the method acting. He actually didn't sleep for like 48 hours. Yeah. My favorite bit of business is when he finds um, the body 
and he's the only character there. So he just kind of has to deliver exposition to nobody. So when he figures out like, you know, a cop's involved, he gives, gives this whole thing about, you know, oh, and I bet, I bet the whole department's in on it. And I bet if I open up this trunk, I'm going to find the body of Jimmy and I'm going to find his and It's such a unique way to deliver exposition by just having a character basically vocalize the script. I'm the only good. I always knew I was the only good cop and you're all bad cops. And there's going to be a body in this trunk, isn't there? Yeah, sure was. And there was. Um, And then so the bulk of it is the cat and mouse game inside the hospital between Nikki Whalen and bad cop, bad cop. They sort of try a good cop, bad cop thing, but it doesn't go terrifically. That's uh, more like slightly. It, it's like dumb and dumber cop, I think would be more accurate than good cop, bad cop. Yeah, they're not great <laughs> at what they're doing. They're pretty in the spirit of Home Alone. They're pretty bumbly. I mean, already from moment one, he used his cop gun to do a cop murder. So that's not great. And then, yeah, they're just kind of comedically, well, not comedically because it's not played for laughs, but they're not oh. good at their retrieval job. So she, you know, she sets some traps and does some, you know, uses hospital equipment to like electrocute things and do whatever. Um, and yeah, it's mostly her trying to get away. Um it's a very short movie, but I still even, I found that, and you can do these like single location thrillers easily. Like many people have done them, but I still kind of feel like even then a lot of it was padded out. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole bit where she's on one side of, of a door and they're on the other and they're just, you know, trying to talk with her and reason with her, but it's like a seven minute scene it was too long. I mean, the outcome of that scene was probably my favorite part of the movie because it was just, it literally is home alone. Like she uses, you know, a freaking defibrillator to electrocute the door handle and he just kind of goes flying and gets really upset about it. And it's like, yeah, perfect. Excellent. The movie needed more stuff like that, I think, um, yeah. rather than the ins and outs of, you know, I was always happy to see tired Willis, but the ins and outs of like, we already know they're dirty cops. It's not, you know, we don't need to see someone else as they figure it out. Really. That's just it. Right. Like the cat and mouse of it was just not as effective as it could have been. I think because they're just such idiots. Like, it's just like half the stuff that happens with them doesn't even make sense. Like it's just dumb. They like drop the microchip thing, whatever the the micro SD or whatever that they've got, like all their evidence on and, all this stuff. It's just, it, it's nonsense, but yeah. it just goes on for too long. They're too bumbling. And like, you know, we keep focusing on the fact that like her leg is bleeding and she has to like stop and like find gauze. And it's like, okay, I don't need five minutes of her like learning to dress her own wound. I don't care. I mean, I don't know. She sews that shit up like Rambo. I always like that when, you know, yeah. you gotta, you know, you gotta grip your teeth, pour some alcohol on it and get it done. Yeah, they keep showing, yeah, they keep reminding us, like, her leg is bleeding out. Like, she is not going to be able to sustain this for too much longer. And then they bring the sister in right at the end, too. I think I even messaged you, like, I forgot she was even in this hospital. (laughs) Like, aside from the sister coming to see her near the beginning before she ends up getting shot. 
you don't really see the, it like cuts back to the younger sister once. Never yeah, addresses. Just like wondering, the- I think, yeah, there's a lockdown and she kind of like looks up at the speaker and as oh, a yeah, quick reminder that she's here. Um, I honestly, especially coming off of left, left behind, I thought Nikki Whalen actually was pretty good in this movie. Yeah, she did. She did a respectable job. Yeah. Um, like there wasn't obviously that much to the character, but you like her enough that, you know, you're rooting for her. She's very capable. Like she doesn't need people, you know, she's on her own. She finds ways to get out of the situations. Sometimes she seems to get lucky. At one point they have her zip tied to a bed and are like defibrillating her and she gets out because it just looks like they tied it too loose. She just kind of slips her hand out. Which, I mean, tracks with how bumbling and stupid the cops are, but. Yeah. I did like that bit too, because they're defibrillating her and they're like, how was that? She's like, I didn't even feel it. And you're like, yeah, get him, Nikki Whalen. I should look up her character's name. I think I've got it open. What is she? Madison. Oh, I should have known that because Bruce Willis says Madison a lot. We should also point out that one of the, um, the bad cops is Texas Battle, who of course has appeared in multiple Bruce Willis projects. He was in Hard Kill, Hard Kill, which we talked about before. Uh, he's going to pop up and I think a couple other ones that we haven't done yet. Oh, no, he was in Marauders, oh, which yeah. we did do. But I, I know I think he's in at least one or two more that we haven't gotten around to yet. I'm looking at the cast list and apparently Steve Gutenberg was in this movie. He was the doctor. Oh, the really judgy doctor. Yeah, that was Steve Gutenberg. I didn't catch that. I didn't either. What a weird one-off. Why? Like, Like, I I can't argue that Steve Gutenberg is still getting it done in 2019, but he's a big enough name that if he does a movie like this, like he still kind of deserves more. Yeah, that's weird. And I, I I thought I remembered that character having like a pretty like strong kind of like Spanish accent, I thought. I might have to go back and watch that scene now. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I remember him being real judgy, both of like her letting her sister be hospitalized for like the fourth time in like six months and also about her leg being shot. And apparently, you know, that's somehow her fault. Oh, ew. Apparently that same year, Steve Gutenberg was in an, uh, a movie called Roe versus Wade or Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of Republican actors coming together to criticize abortion. Super. It's like him and John Voight and fucking the girl from Clueless who went all that direction. And Yeah. The so. one who played Cher, was it her? No. No. No, no that Alicia, was Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. No, but the other, the other one. Uh, the one that, yeah. the, what the hell was her name? Uh, Anyways, a, yeah, I can't think. I can't think of it either, but yes, it is her. So, you know what? I take it back. Uh, he deserved one scene in Trauma Center and for none of us to recognize him. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. He got exactly what he deserved. Also, Lala Kent as Renee? Lala no, Kent was Lala deaf. Kent. She was in... Uh, she was in one of the ones that we've definitely she was in Hard Kill, she was the daughter oh, I gotta get my daughter welcome to Chapter House this is my daughter is she the other waitress? Uh, I guess she must have been yeah, because after that first scene like, there's not really any other characters besides Bruce Willis, 
Nikki Whalen and the two bad cops. So I guess she must have been. We haven't seen the last of her yet either with a quick glance of her filmography. So, yep. So, again, this is the Venn diagram of crisscrossing. Like, it's all. I mean, kudos to the director, at least. It's better than Hard Kill. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Like, he he's made some progress. Wait, was Hard Kill first? No, Hard Kill came after. No, okay. Hard Kill was his so, most no recent. Kudos. No kudos to the director because he went downhill hard. Mm. And still some kudos. <laughs> no, no kudos. He made a Hard Kill after this. None. Yes, nothing. Because this is definitely not really an action movie. It's like a suspense thriller. There's a couple gunfights. Yeah. And Willis does get to, to duke it out with Texas Battle at the end. So that was cool. Like it wasn't stunt double from the looks of it. It was him getting in there, getting it done. There was no generic bald guy there. Not this time. Oh, well, I think there was a couple of times. And I still maintain several pieces of dialogue were not delivered by Bruce Willis. But yeah, it's a little strange. It still looked like him for most of the shots. And he did seem like, I would never really say he's playing, you know, a character. It still kind of feels like all of these movies could be the exact same character, just making his way through different scenarios. But there's a little bit more. If if we're right that he was trying to play tired, he did a fantastic job. I think he had a little bit going on. Give Steve some credit. I will call me. I want you to call me Steve. See, he's very relatable. It's a relatable cop. Like, honestly, I don't know that I have a whole lot more. Like, and you know, we don't need to drag these things out. I don't. No, I think we kind of covered it off. I think. Yeah, like it's short. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it ever gets like straight up boring. But there are a couple stretches where it's like, you could have snipped this a little bit, but maybe it's because it was already so like before credits, it's 80 minutes. So maybe they couldn't shorten it too much more, but no, with and still legally call it a movie. It was, yeah, I think I expected a little more from it, but yeah, I, I felt bad because I pitched it to you as, oh, I've heard this is one of the better examples of so bad it's good, but no, not really. No, it was kind of good in its own right. I mean, compared to some of the other stuff we've watched, but it was it wasn't like I don't know. It was fine. It's it's yes, it's completely serviceable. Um, how much screen time do you think Bruce Willis had? Ooh, eighty minutes of runtime. So I'm gonna say he got. I'm gonna say he got like thirty six minutes. See, this one was another one of those surprise ones where I went into it thinking, oh man, he's got a he he was in this a lot. But when I started to add it up, it's actually only 18 minutes and 30 seconds, approximately. Hmm. There are significant stretches in the middle where he's not there. And then when he does pop in, it's just him, you know, making a quick phone call. And then it's right back to the hospital situation. True. Yeah, I guess he didn't really participate there until the very end. So that makes yeah. sense. He, he leaves her near the beginning and then, the, yeah, his investigation, he only has a few short scenes and then, yeah, he comes back at the end. I overshot it. Call people assholes, punch them. So um, I guess in terms of like how else we used to gauge these things, he's reasonably enthused, but again, maybe making a character choice to sound sleepy. Yeah. I, but I think he, like he, he did some acting. Like it wasn't just like you said, he wasn't just like delivering everything super monotone and like, you know, he, he's got some background. He seems to like 
smile a couple of times. <laughs> this is the level of effort we're expecting. It's never going to, I'm always going to find it funny when we sit here and seriously th- say things like he smiled a couple times. It seems like he did all of his own walking. <laughs> we're setting the bar real low and still, still we end up under it quite frequently. But And the bar is lying on the ground. So <laughs> thanks to the director's other effort, hard kill. I, yeah, no, I thought that. he, I thought he did. Okay. Like, honestly, I thought he was, <laughs> he was decent, especially for a later Bruce Willis movie. I think he did a respectable job. Yeah. Especially compared to like, well, sorry, I guess breach is pretty recent. And that still, I think remains his most engaged performance, <laughs> Yep. which I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in the news section, uh, different locations. Did he appear in different locations? He appeared he in the hospital, in the hospital room, outside. He was in the police station, I think, at one point early on. Yeah, he was in a warehouse. He was in a car. This is, this is like Bruce Willis, Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> Basically what we're doing. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of... I put this in terms of his engagement in a performance slash movie, like probably up there with breach. Yeah, it was, it was close. Not quite, but close. Um, I guess, do we do anything? It's been a little while since our last recording, <laughs> but do we just, do we do the ranking next, right? I think so. Yeah. Do you have the ranking in front of you? Cause I don't. So I hope you do. I do. Just give me a second here to reopen the right window. Okay, so currently we have Breach as our number one and then <laughs> Hard Kill in last place. What's fascinating, what makes me excited though is I can't imagine Breach stays there. And I really want to know what knocks it down. Like, I I'm just so curious because we seem to be the only two people on earth who enjoyed Breach. I have heard from more than one person that they can't wait for that episode because they assume we're going to tear it apart. And I have to keep <laughs> measuring expectations of like, I think you're going to be pretty surprised. But I, if we get to the end of all this and it remains at number one, like there's just no way. I, I have to believe something's going to top it. I kind of hope, hope noth- nothing does, though. I also agree. But I also really hope nothing bottoms under hard kill because, oh, oh my God, God that was painful. what would that even be besides the director of hard kill coming to my house and just <laughs> punching me in the nuts? I can't imagine. You know what? We said the exact same thing after Cosmic Sin. So true. Give this it time. True. All right. So, OK, so start breaking it down. So it's <sighs> Precious Cargo in second. Yeah. So we've got Breach, Precious Cargo, Cold Light of Day. Catch 44, Marauders, Vice, Cosmic Sin, Hard Kill is our current ranking. I am personally voting to slot this between Cold Light of Day and Catch 44. Ooh, I had it significantly higher. Although I think now that we've talked about it, I I would move it down one. I would probably put it between Cold Light of Day and Precious Cargo. Hmm. This movie did not have Superman's abs. That's true. That is true. You're making good points. (laughs) I also feel like the story of Cold Light of Day was a little more interesting. Not perhaps still fairly predictable, but a little more like, all right, I kind of do want to see where this goes. Like, how's Henry Cavill going to sort all of this out? 
I appreciated too that he wasn't like traditional action hero. So I thought that was kind of fun. Whereas like you've got Nikki Nikki Whalen kind of like bleeding out while still outsmarting these cops. It's a little at a certain point it gets a little less fun. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I think maybe I think maybe you've sold me on it. I think maybe it goes under cold light of day. That's my vote. I think cold cold light of if someone asked me like which one would you watch, I'd say, like, well, cold light of day is more of a traditional thriller. Trauma center you might need to be trauma center is more of a are you making dinner maybe put trauma center on in the background yeah. kind of movie i don't remember yeah. any uh, yeah and again i'm sure people who have listened to the episodes recently are noticing comments that we're now contradicting because it's been a little while but i don't remember too many stretches of cold light a day where i was like they could probably skip right past all of this yeah, I felt like I think it stayed pretty engaging. There was maybe some weird stuff in the warehouse at one point, but other than that, I think it stayed pretty decent. Yeah. So is that are we making it official? Trauma Center yeah. places fourth. Still pretty good. Which I had it in second until we started talking about <laughs> it. You had it above Precious Cargo too? I did. I did. Oh shit. I would never have allowed that. Precious well, Cargo. It, it was it had less engaged willis but it had just more fun and more yeah there's a whole middle stretch and, Logan. and action whereas this you know it's all can obviously it's all contained to a hospital but they just they know i don't know they don't do as much with it as maybe you would hope whereas in precious cargo it's like now we're on a boat so now we're over here so yeah but then there's like a whole section where there's just nothing happening and logan talks a lot and she's terrible yeah, at like least one of the wasn't... only characters I still remember the name of because she was just so fucking awful right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, there okay, there aren't okay. any standout awful performances in this movie. That is one, but no, I think fourth is fair. I think so. I th- it's going to be real weird once we actually start having fights about these because <laughs> I assume it's going to happen. Uh, I guess then what's next? And then we kind of have a decision to make if we're going to make an executive decision to ignore what we're about to I, get. I, I think we may not have to, but I don't remember um, what we did with that movie that we forgot to include. So the random number generator picked 24. 24. Oh, why is this circling? 24 is survive the game. <laughs> Perfect. Which now does have a digital release in Canada. Only one doesn't. So we might, I don't know, we might have to make an executive decision because full disclosure, everyone, the plan is to watch it together in person. So do we override that choice and pick the one movie that I had to buy from America because it didn't get put in a Canadian faces? I think, I yeah, I think we override it. I think we might have to because, yeah, everything. It's the one movie that, like, if we don't watch it in person, I don't know why. I mean, you can resort to things, but I don't want you to have to do that. Didn't I watch Catch 44 on YouTube? (laughs) Yes, but this one's too new to be on YouTube. (laughs) You did what you had to do. If the studio isn't pulling it down, it means that they endorse it. So it's fine what you did. So I think we're... But then do we push that one to the next time or do we just roll the dice again at the end? of the I episode? think we roll the dice again because otherwise All we're right. going to be watching two 2021 that's releases true. in a row, which I think that's just 
so for, <laughs> potentially setting us up for failure. So for everyone who got really excited there that we were going to do survive the game, we are making an executive decision to ignore that because we can do whatever we want. And instead it's going to be out of death because Canada apparently looked at that movie and went, we're good. And it never got even survived the game and midnight in the switchgrass eventually were allowed to eat their way out. Survive the game just randomly appeared digitally like yesterday, but nothing for out of death, which is fantastic because that also means I can bust out that fucking book. Oh yeah, I forgot about the book. Which you can appears to just be a review. You can't even buy it anymore. Whoever put that up took it down. So I may have the only copy in existence for Out of Death, which right now you can import on Canadian Amazon from it looks like the UK for sixteen dollars. So if, I mean, I guess that is also an option, but then you have to get a UK. DVD no. player. So yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, maybe not. So in a brief, in a second here, we'll start looking at, um, I can't actually use out of debt. Oh, I guess I could. The UK DVD has some reviews. I just got to be careful, but yeah, there is a, a book very briefly on sale on amazon.ca, not.com just.ca. And it was just out of death and an author name. I was like, I bought it. Cause I thought they did a novelization <laughs> of this Bruce Willis movie. And it is so not that, and maybe we should just leave it, leave it there, because obviously we're going to talk slash perhaps just read the book <laughs> in its entirety as, a, as its own episode. Because I was flipping through it, and a lot of it gives away plot stuff, so I had to stop. Um, oh yeah, I guess what do we think Out of Death is going to be about? Uh, I think he. I think there's going to be some kind of hostage situation where Jamie King is his daughter. And he's going to have to rescue her out of the jaws of death. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. I'm going to say that Jamie, that Jamie King is a, is a cop doing some sort of, you know, investigation of a murder and Bruce Willis is her dad. There's definitely going to be a daughter father thing going on. Yeah, he's the dad. He was like the, a retired police chief in the same force that she's in. And maybe it's a case that's connected to something he worked on. And he Ooh. can have a handful of scenes at the house where he's like, let's figure this out. Let's do it. And that's it. That's the extent of his role. That's my prediction. I do love that we keep predicting he's going to be a cop in every single one of these. <laughs> and so far, we've been right once. Yeah, well, I mean, that means the odds are now in our favor, right? We've got all those non-cop movies out of the way, and now it's just pure cop. Pure cop for the rest of the way. All right, so reviews. I'm on Amazon, but there's only three. One star, very poor for a Bruce Willis movie. You, (laughs) You don't know at all what you're talking about, June. Five stars, good entertainment, very good price. Would recommend it. That's pretty much all we got going on over here, so... Um, I'll has, head to IMDb. You can. I'm doing Letterboxd. It has 1.4 stars. Perfect. Which I think is the lowest yet, maybe. No, Breach had, and Cosmic Sin have like 1.1 or something insane. But Yeah. I feel like eventually we're going to get to one that's under one. Is that even a thing on Letterboxd? You yeah, you can can't... do half star reviews. Oh, shit. I didn't realize you could do that. 
<laughs> I wonder if Cosmic Sin has made its way down there. Maybe check that in a second. I will. See, but... Half a star. Mike Burns is the director. He sucks. He does the music, too. The music sucks, too. Perfect. All right, here we go. On IMDb, it has a 3.2 out of 10 average, which I actually think is not the worst that we've dealt with. I'm no. going to see if that, if that guy is tr uh, telling the truth about Mike Burns. So I'm going to pull up his at the same time. Uh, the first review on IMDb, bad, really bad. And I mean really, really bad. I will not be looking at the actual content. Six, okay thriller. Four, generic thriller. Seven, Die Hard in the Woods, The Golden Years. Uh-oh, I hope that wasn't a huge spot. <laughs> it's just Die Hard in the Woods. One, horrendous crap and Willis looked disturbed. I'm trying to find like anything positive on Letterboxd. There's nothing. The highest here is definitely a six. The highest um, I've found so far is a two. Mike Burns has also directed nothing. Hmm. Well, there you go. But he has done, uh, that guy says he's, you know, he's done the music. Oh, shit. I guess I shouldn't have expected this. He has done the music for Out of Death, Midnight in the Switchgrass, Hard Kill, Survive the Night, Trauma Center, 10 Minutes Gone, Reprisal. Gotti, Arsenal, Marauders, Precious Cargo, Extraction, oh. Heist, Vice. So basically every single How? one of the movies we've talked about or How will talk about. So, much? so add that, another notch to the what the fuck is going on chart. Mike Burns, <laughs> sole handler of all Bruce Willis related music. I just, I I have no words. Like I'm trying to get, it's just, it's too much. I get, I mean, we've watched at least four of those movies and I couldn't tell you a single thing about the music. in No. So including trauma center, which was, you know, fairly recent. I assume it's just a lot of very generic. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. There. I just did a Mike Burns score. I, think I mean, the fact the that in Marauders, we talked more about the bridge shots than we did about the music says a lot about the music. I am I guess let's really pay attention to the music in Out of Death. <laughs> Make a note. Really pay attention to the music. Maybe we've been missing out. Have we missed any platforms? I guess, oh, I guess we should check what its Rotten Tomatoes rating is, even though, come on, it's a fucking zero. Like, of course it is. I don't, I don't really need to do this. Oh, I found a 3.5 star on Letterboxd. Oh, shit. Am I the only one who actually kind of liked this movie? I'm still very confused to whether this is a complete meme or masterpiece, but the movie definitely made me feel a type of way. <laughs> there you go. It definitely made me feel a type of way. Uh, and yes, Lala Kent is in it because, of yep. course, she is. Uh, yep, 0%, 10 mm -hmm. reviews. That tracks. Willis just seems bored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the latest stop on the, the judge it, of that. The latest stop on the is Bruce Willis okay tour of VOD cinema. <laughs> An astonishingly lethargic and empty headed action thriller. One ends up feeling bad for everyone involved. Not really, though, because it seems like it's the same crew as all the other ones. So 
If they didn't want to do this, they would stop doing this. Uh, I guess Willis News. What do we got? Um, what has what what is out there since the last one? I know Deadlock was announced during the recording of the last one, and then like right after it, I think there was three other movies. Still things happening. Um, Fortress has a release date. It's hitting digital on the seventh. So just a week away uh, and Blu-ray on the 21st. So Merry Christmas to us and to everyone. Um, we said survive. The game is now in Canadian digital. You can go check that one out uh, or wait for us. You know, if you're following along, which I actually know a couple people are. So I'm really sorry. We do not endorse that. You probably should not do that, <laughs> but I guess it's cool that you are. Uh, I'm just going to go back to that like that discord conversation where just things kept happening. Um, We now know, and I I don't want to talk too much about this, but let's just say connections are being forged. And I now know more, like even you have barely seen the stuff that I now know. I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Real close. But yeah, I now have made a connection with someone who has worked on Cosmic Sin, Breach, and another one coming up called White Elephant. So there you go. We know there's one uh, finished called White Elephant and presumably coming soon. Um, yeah, this person has given me the go-ahead to talk a lot about what goes on behind the scenes of Cosmic Sin and Breach. We're waiting for the Breach episode to go live, and then I think we're going to get back and just do a bonus episode where we go over all of this i i I have to figure out a way to streamline it because there's so much stuff i have like four emails full of information about these movies some of which answers some of the questions that we have had about how they get made some that have actually raised more questions about how all of this is getting made um I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to, cause I, you know, I'm going to tease it. Listen to that bonus episode. Breach will go live um, now. Cause this episode is after it. So it's already up. There's nothing to tease. You probably already have heard this episode. <laughs> what are we even doing? <laughs> that episode probably exists. <laughs> this chronology is so confusing. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode. Now is when it was birthed. So here you go. There's now you know the origins of it. Who knows what's even happened since then? There's probably not even really a much point in doing a news segment because all that stuff is already out. It's time to release another like at minimum 12 movies before. Yeah, exactly. Like the news section by the time these go live. I guess it's more just us for history's sake, and noting I, I, everything that's been going on. Truly, is anyone else following the Bruce Willis release schedule this closely? I'm guessing I think, not. I think that's an excellent point, too, because how many people, when we told them we were doing this, were like confused how we even had enough material to work with? So, <laughs> Jokes on them. So, yeah, um, Fortress in this moment is a thing. Uh, there's probably others that I'm forgetting. There was another one that was like dot... <sighs> It wasn't die another day because that's already a thing, but it was like something like oh, dead in 24 it? hours or no, it was, it was, oh, what is it? This is, this is terrible because I remember it was hilarious. It's, it's literally die hard with a vengeance, but it's like 
or yeah, die another day, but it's just die today or something. Die difficultly. Know. I'm pulling it up. Uh, it yeah, was a it, day to die. Oh, yes. That's what we were saying. It's a good day to die hard, except it's not a good day. And we're not dying hard. It's just a day to die. Oh, I'm happy to report that there is a movie on his IMDb I do not recognize called Die Like Lovers. Ooh, are we getting romance, Bruce Willis? Uh, well, first, let's see. Uh, again, don't look at the plot. Oh, these look like different humans. I don't see Chad Michael Murray. I don't see Jesse Medcalf. What about the this little guy? This is a different director. Huh. This probably isn't real. <laughs> I guess we'll have to, I guess we'll see. But yeah, in the, in the interim, there's plenty more coming. Something else. I think a day to die is supposed to be announced for January. So I'm sure that's an official announcement. That's going to be imminent. I should probably just Google Bruce Willis's name real quick right now, just to make sure that nothing is going live as we speak. Uh, Someone has an exclusive clip from deadlock, which comes out, I think pretty soon. At least yeah, on, it's got um, 2021. On yeah, I think it's like two or th- and then Fortress is coming out. They're really going to cannibalize a lot of the a lot of his business. Bruce Willis deadlock. Like when when do we officially get to add this to our list? Because we did just add Apex because Apex is out. We can watch that one now. No, I don't see anything. I think it's pretty soon, though. It doesn't matter. It's out by the time you hear this. So did we did we know that there's I'm like looking at the stuff that's not released yet. And there's Vendetta, which I feel like we didn't talk about. But maybe I've just it's hard to keep track. There's so much. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned Vendetta. In a past episode. There's also a movie showing that it has a release like it's showing is already out hair of the dog which seems to have a cast of only bruce willis and gerard (laughs) butler so that's probably not out yet but hey gerard butler seems like he shouldn't be ready to stoop to that Mm -hmm. level yet so i think we might have talked about that one too that's the problem i can't i genuinely can't remember there's too much i can't keep track like it's december 1st right now this episode probably goes live in january so by the time you hear this, the landscape will have already changed so much that really, I think, yeah, the news segment is just for just for us to really just to, keep to track really of the showcase, yeah, how much can happen between episode recordings. It's fucking crazy. I guarantee before the end of today, probably I will have sent you some sort of like holy shit look. I'm I'm honestly I'm afraid to open our conversations at this point because it's almost always new Bruce Willis news. It's so good. Uh so yeah, that's our trauma center episode. I think the last chunk takes up more than the actual movie discussions these days, but whatever. Um yeah, by the time this goes live, uh, who knows the insane shit that could have already happened with bonus episodes and This thing is this thing is becoming a thing in a way that I never expected. It is a constant delight (laughs) now. I have seen things that I 
I can't imagine many other people have been privileged to. I sent you that video. It's the funniest yes, it's goddamn the best thing. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I like it's ran so downstairs good. to get my wife to be like, you have to see this. Ignore the kids. This is more important. And she did. And it was. Uh, so thank you to Sam as we continue our quest through a ne- never ending stream of Willis output. And until next time with out of death, keep haunting them Willis's. But also don't. We do not endorse that you watch these movies, too. I thought you were going to say you don't endorse the hunting of Bruce Willis. I don't think we endorse that either. Just to be no, clear, we also, disclaimer, do we not also hunt do, Bruce Willis. Yes, please also let it be known. Hopefully nothing goes wrong between now and when this goes live. Do not hunt Bruce Willis for sport. One of these movies is absolutely about that, right? Oh, it, like it has to happen eventually. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> perfect maybe it'll be the one that we finally get to star in since that's the logical conclusion yeah the end goal for everyone should know uh well there are two end goals one getting bruce willis to acknowledge us perhaps we've made some headway there and two to just be in one of these goddamn things uh no headway there one of the six extras yes oh more to come on that (laughs) hunting them willis's good night good night Good night. I'm not getting paid enough to do this crap.